Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. <sighs> hey, listener, it's Zach Harper, Amin Hassan, and Anthony Mays of Cinephobe. You may be asking yourself, what is Cinephobe? Amin, would you like to fill in the people? Cinephobe is the podcast where Zach and I watch movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes and try to ascertain. Oh, we're trying to well. ascertain? Yes. Okay. Same. Ascertain. Whether or not they're accurately poorly rated, or maybe they didn't get a fair shake. Cinephobe, produced by this guy, Anthony Mays. Hey, that's me. I produced this show. I also watch the movies, even though that wasn't included in the description, and I also ascertain. <laughs> this month is... Wow! Oh, Maze, why do you say that? Supercharge it <laughs> so that this promo can remain evergreen. I feel like explaining a little bit more. In 60 seconds? I don't know. Maybe I don't bring attention to it. Assuring people like, look, if you listen, you're going to get it. Just give it, give it time. That's a good promo. Just listen to it. Give it time. You'll figure it out. Is this the promo right now? Isn't it? Okay, I think we got it. Cinefo. Wherever you get podcasts. <laughs> Good evening, nobodies. This is Adam Felber welcoming you to a Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone movie review show. You all know how this works. We review the original version of a movie so you can decide if you want to see the sequel. This week, we watched Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull to help you decide whether you want to see Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Will a telepathic crystal skull speak to us about another bold explorer? We'll find out. Thank you, house band Daniel Grimsland. Man, it's great to have you here, Daniel. I'm Adam Felber, and tonight I'm wearing a fedora and carrying a bullwhip, and I'll use it if it helps us stay on topic. And now, please welcome the woman whose conversational backpack magically opens to any irrelevant point, Paula Poundstone. Thank you, Adam. Thank you so much. You know, a week has gone by. And that sloth is still in that chair. Well, they're very slow. I don't think that's a survival technique, Anthony. I think it's dead. Well, if, you, if you weren't listening last week, uh, you know, Anthony Alfaro, our, our sound engineer, has been bringing exotic animals in an effort to fit in. I don't know how that works, really. Um, and he brought a two-toed sloth last week. And um, and it's still, it, cl- it climbed the, very slowly into a chair, and it is still in the chair now. I think we need to look into that. Into the death thing? I guess they... they they don't move a lot in life or death. So, yeah. yeah. It's very hard to tell the, it, it apart. So, Paula. Sir. We got an email from a listener, and I, I kind of wanted to share it with you. May I? Please. Dr. Nick Burkhart at UCLA's Department of Geology wrote us, and he said something that I think is very significant to us. <clears throat> Paula was mentioned in a chapter of a recently published book. This chapter. Geniuses I have known? <laughs> no. No, oddly. This chapter is titled Hot Babes of Santa Monica. <laughs> also not right. This chapter is titled Democratization of AI Using Cognitive Services. Uh. And it's written by Adnan Masood and Adnan Hashmi. The authors describe how machine learning algorithms running on cloud computing services can be used to process audio using voice recognition and extraction techniques. As a potential use case, the authors say, quote, so if you just want to hear Paula Poundstone jokes on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, you can use this service wisely. After reading this, I am inspired to train a neural network to identify and alert me to those exceedingly rare moments on the podcast when Paula allows her guests to speak. (laughs) Crinkle, crinkle, Nick. Well, that was lovely, uh, Nick. Uh, And that was an article written by Adnan Masood and Adnan Hashmi. Yes. The Adnans. One of the Adnans is clearly a Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me fan. We don't know if either Adnan uh, listens to, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. Yeah, yeah. Nick clearly does. Yeah. So what, it, so what it's saying is you can train the thing 
to cut out all the other voices and you would just hear, for example, Paul, if you were listening Paula to Wait, Wait, Don't, the Paula Poundstone jokes on Wait, Wait, Right, Don't but that experience me. can be replicated just by hanging around with Paula Poundstone for an evening. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because I've always said that Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me uses uh, editing software um, that, that when it hears my voice, cuts. Yeah. Uh, because well, I, you know, I've done on, many in Wait, Wait, Don't I'm Tell Me. I'm on that show a, a lot more than any listener would know. Oh yeah, that's that's absolutely true. I've done I've done many with you. You yeah. uh, you know you tend to wax eloquent and loquacious. I take my time. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Look. We got great audiences there, just like we have great listeners on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. So I like to I like to give them hundred and ten percent. That's all. All of your loquacity. Yeah, exactly. I have loquacity. And speaking um, of loquacity, was that was that the word? That was our word last week. Do you have was, a word this I week? I do have a word this week. What this is week's it? word is uh, importunate. Uh, it's an adjective. Importunate. Importunate. Uh, it's an adjective meaning annoyingly or stubbornly insistent. Oh. Um, here, I'll use it in a sentence. Although many fans have enjoyed the high fashion and softness of my remarkably soft tri-poly blend t-shirts with the self-portrait on the left breast Busted. and the and memorable quote on, on the, the back, back, Adam Felber has remained importunate that it does not exist. Huh. Stubborn. As it were. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, or insistent, annoyingly or stubbornly persistent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am going to be persistent on that point because it's reality. No, it's a it's a remarkably soft tri tri poly blend. Uh, it makes it remarkably soft, which is great for my healing nipple. Uh, By the way, how's the nipple? Now that it's another week, we're two weeks into Nipplegate. Yeah, <laughs> Nipplegate. Uh, it's so, coming so along. For, it, it for listeners who don't, who don't pay um, inordinate attention to Paula Poundstone's left nipple, um, it was pierced as it were, um, by, by one of her cats just yeah, a couple weeks cat, ago. My cat Clue in her protestations about me picking her up. Uh, now you're worried about some kind of infection me. or something. I, I don't think it is infected. I, I wor- it, it just healed slowly. That's all. Uh, okay. Yeah. But well, I, it's much better. Thank you for asking. Thoughts and prayers for your nipples, Paula. I appreciate it. I, well, you know, don't heap them on my right nipple because it needs nothing. Right. Um, it wants but- for nothing on the right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, interesting, the word imp- importunate. Yes. I knew that word, but did not know how to pronounce it because I've only read it. I've never heard it said out loud. It's importunate, So I thought it was Adam. importunate. Uh, I Which, would have thought that too, um, but it's importunate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a tricky pronunciation. Fortunately, you know, I, uh, I spent a lot of time with the dictionary. You sure do. Um, I want to remember, but we don't know which dictionary you spend time with because the cover's missing, right? Uh, I'm one of them. This one, this is the, uh, I, I think the, the one Macmillan that you're using. student dictionary and it has, uh, the cover is taped on. Oh, okay. Is there a little have, star on the bo- bottom that says now with extra mispronunciations? No, no, that's that's not, okay, that's not we, this one. The whole Viva Voce thing turned out to no, be. No, I was right. We were right. We oh, were both right. Paul, it's Viva Voce. It's um, Viva Voce. It's uh, Viva Voce. Viva and a Voce. number of fans, a number of listeners have tweeted me uh, saying that I am right. And, uh, and I say to them, um, that's usual. All right. Um, well, it's not unusual. Yeah. But it's Viva Voce. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I want to remind listeners that we're still offering a bar of hotel soap to any listener who sends in a great description of this show. It needs to be uh, compelling but succinct. Pithy. Because when I, a lot of times I do interviews on the radio or uh, to promote my shows, and, uh, you know, they'll say, oh, and you have a podcast. And I say, yeah, I do. And I get very enthusiastic about it. And, and they'll say, well, what's, you know, what's it like? And I go, well, it's funny, and um, it's me, and... Adam Felber and uh, you know. So if have, you're listening out there, you can tell that this is yeah, this is why we yeah. need you. You know, I don't think the phones light up. I, I don't think there's a lot of uh, what do you call it memberships taking place. A lot of people subscriptions s- subscriptions for the podcast <laughs> as a result of those interviews. Of you- so what we're looking for are uh, you know brisk. Short, uh, pithy, c- compelling uh, descriptions of the podcast. Oh, of the podcast. And for that, you would receive from me uh, a fresh bar of hotel soap. Fresh in that you haven't used it yet. But also, I think more of an allure is it's autographed by Paula Poundstone. Well, the packaging is. It would yeah. do no good whatsoever to autograph soap. 
Yeah, that's right. But I wonder if people are using these soaps when they're getting them. Oh no, a lot it's of kind people, of a collector's A lot item. of people have them framed. Well, it's got your autograph on it. They pass them down through the generations. Yeah, well, I can't leave you much money, but I can leave you this autographed hotel soap. Still fresh after all these years. Fuck you, Grandma! (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, We'll be back with our movie review of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull to let you know if you should go see Dora and the Lost City of Gold this summer. Uh, We'll be doing that right after this. Nobody Listens to Ball of Poundstone is supported in part by Dashlane. What's Dashlane, you ask? It's a password management app that helps you stay safe online. Worried about losing access to accounts, having weak or reused passwords? Dashlane is designed to be easy to use across all of your devices. You know, for a while I was just using the password, I fucking hate this. Right. Uh, just so many passwords. It gets so confusing. Right. Dashlane has a basic free version and a premium version with more features. The value you get is not just in the features, but in the peace of mind, knowing that Dashlane is actively protecting you from every angle on all your devices. They got your back and your front. And your sides and your top and your bottom. Um, yeah, I've been using it. It's, um, it, does, it does what they say it do. You cool. know, it it manages and 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 uh, protects, and it, it's it's great. But you know what? It's not just great for us. It could be great for everybody if you would only go to www.dashlane.com slash Paula. So this is the good part. Listen carefully. Yeah. yeah. If you go to www.dashlane.com slash Paula, you get a free thirty day trial of Dashlane Premium. That's the paid service. And yet, and then you get 30 days where you can see Dashlane's features in action and try it out for yourself. And if you like it, here's the one-two punch, the second punch of the one-two punch. If you like it, you can use code Paula at checkout for a 10% off discount. It's a great deal. Once again, everybody, that's www.dashlane.com slash Paula for your 30-day free trial. The Cat of the Week is Tabasco from Carlsbad, California. All right, so it's a movie review show, Paula. Oh, um, and do we have a movie review for you oh listeners? boy. Last night, Paula came over to my place. We sat out back, and we watched Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And we are reviewing that film so that our listeners can decide whether or not to see Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Now, that's, of course, Dora the Explorer, not um, Indiana Jones the Explorer. But um, They're very we figured, similar, it, we I'm sure. It's very, very I mean, similar. We, have not, we, of course, have not yet seen the Dora the Explorer movie, but we decided to watch an, explore, an Explorer movie. Right, and so we watched um, a movie that I had never seen all the way through because <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. Uh, the final installment, uh, one would hope, of the Indiana Jones series. Yeah, um, which was which was uh, shot many years later. It was a 2008 movie. I think the the first one was probably 1980. I suspect. Um, no, a little later than that, actually. But okay. or was it? Yeah, a little bit. 81. Uh, but, uh, it, it doesn't unimpor- matter. Unimportant. Unimportant. So um, I've I've drafted a quick synopsis of the movie so that we can dispense with with that. Okay. Okay. So let me just uh, describe the movie to our listeners. Um, We open in 1957 in the Nevada desert, where a nefarious band of Russian infiltrators led by Colonel Dr. Irina Spalko, played by Kate Blanchett, invade a secret American military facility, kill everyone, and break into a gigantic warehouse labeled Hangar 51. Soon we see they've got a prisoner in their trunk, Indiana Jones himself. Jones helps them find an artifact which appears to be a preserved dead alien. You know, like from Roswell. But then all hell breaks loose and Indy escapes. From that point on, the plot basically follows the plot of the original Raiders of the Lost Ark, except instead of bad Nazis seeking a superweapon, they're bad Russians seeking a superweapon, and instead of the Middle East, it's South America, and instead of ancient biblical technology, they're looking for ancient alien technology. Also, Indiana Jones is very old now, but still does all the same stuff. Anyway, soon after the opening action, Indy is approached by a young greaser, played unconvincingly by Shia LaBeouf, which, by the way, is French for the beef. He's the son of some lady, Indiana Jones used to know. Nobody important. No big secrets here, everyone. Move on. Anyway, the beef convinces Indy to help him seek the lost crystal skull of something or other, which just so happens to be the MacGuffin that the Russians are after as well. They battle. They flee the Russians for the rest of the movie, eventually picking up a crazy old professor and surprise Karen Allen, who reveals that she is surprise the beef's mother and that Indy is surprise the beef's dad. 
The rest is a giant mess where the same damn thing happened uh, that happened to the Nazis at the end of the Raiders happens to Kate Blanchett. And a flying saucer takes off from the Amazon rainforest while our heroes head back to the States to collect Social Security. I don't remember any of that. That's the entire plot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I was struck by, because uh, I did see it in the theater originally, um, uh, one thing I was struck by was that this Russian woman played by Kate Blanchett, who is a scientist, and she's a scientist who um, is interested in the powers of the mind. Uh, yeah. And uh, but she's also like a, a, you know, a brutal fighter. Yeah, she's and, austere, severe, and she can fight. Yeah. And I just wonder where that combination of skills would come from. I mean, you, you know, the scientist slash kickboxer. Do, do right. we have, is it, is, well, it, is that just a Russian Well, you're going to the Russian thing? Institute of Science and Technology. Yeah. As Dr. Irina, whatever she was, was. And, you know, they've probably got a kickboxing team. Yeah. More Maybe she got in on a kickboxing she scholarship. She must have been on it. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that happens is uh, these are Russians that are, uh, and the Russians uh, find their way like so easily they seem to they're always ahead of the americans it's yeah. so easy and there is a scene where you see mitch mcconnell holding a door open for them oh and, moscow mitch yeah and that was well, upsetting a, yeah uh, well that's a, another tell i guess in this ongoing yeah. saga of mitch mcconnell there was a character that you didn't mention he wasn't a major character but he's a a, a sidekick of indiana jones for a while and then it turns out that the guy is a double agent. And then he claims to be a triple agent and then but a quadruple agent. it turns agent. out he really, he has no, you know, they're looking for, uh, there's like Lost City of Gold in here somewhere. Yeah. And uh, so in the end, um, he's really just interested in collecting this gold. So he goes, when they're in a cave, they found the Lost City, there's all sorts of gold stuff. He keeps trying to collect it. He has no real political uh he has no philosophy, no ideals. No ethos. No, exactly. There's no driving. He doesn't care which side he's on. He just wants the gold. He just wants the gold, and he's a little bit fat and out of shape. Right. Uh, and this is leading to a point about... Uh, he's Trump. He's Trump. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure how on the head to hit that. Yeah, no, no, you I got it. But I think I'm just going to no, say no, you, he's, you, he's, he's so Trump. So you see Mitch McConnell and Trump in this movie from 2008. Yeah. Which was the year Obama was elected. Yeah. And uh, um, <laughs> you have to really look carefully to see this, but um, <laughs> the, the scientist who, mm -hmm. you know, kicks the- Kate she's, Blanchett, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's Kelly at Conway. Maybe that's a stretch. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I would have gone with Melania because she's got that. She's got that accent. Melania. No, let's talk accent. Melania's accents not a fighter. That's a big, broad Russian accent she's doing. I mean, yeah, uh, she did. She it, was. Uh, it was a little Boris could, and Natasha. Yeah, you could all but see uh, the moose. Yeah. Uh, Bullwinkle. You could all but see Bullwinkle yeah. in the ad when she would do her. Um, right. Yeah. She just replaced it like, we must get moose and squirrel. And she replaced it with crystal skull. Yeah. Yeah. That, okay. They did have this character. He was played by John. Oh. Hurt. John Hurt. Um, was it? No, probably not. Yeah, it? I think it, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, great. it was John Hurt. Um, so the notion being that John Hurt was this scientist that befriended Indiana Jones's uh, former girlfriend, Mary... Uh, whatever. Yeah, and um, and, the, and the son helped help raise this, this son in Indiana Jones's absence, but they were co-workers years ago. And somewhere the pursuit of this crystal skull yeah. has... Driven the guy insane. The crystal skulls have these powers. There's some, and it was well. They're left by ancient astronauts. I mean, we should stipulate. Yeah, you know, they were. Yeah, that's an important. That's thing. kind of an they important thing. They were left thing. by ancient astronauts. It's very similar to Raiders of the Lost Ark, where where you know whatever whatever God was doing there, he he had special powers, and whatever aliens were doing on Earth before in prehistory, they were apparently. I don't know, educating uh, ancient uh, American uh, tribes. Well, the, the skull, so there is this skull that had been removed 
from uh, a tableau of skulls somewhere uh, deep underground somewhere that yeah, they go to. Yeah, and it needed to. to be returned. But it needed to be returned. And the thing is about the skull, though, um, the John Hurt character uh, keeps discovering various powers of the skull. Like at one point, all these ants are coming towards them, yeah. and he points the skull towards these hordes of ants, and it makes them back off. And it's go a, eat somebody else. And yeah. they, go, they go eat a Soviet. And the, so the skull was a little bit like a very ingenious uh, Swiss Army knife. It could do everything. Yeah. They kept discovering... But he, he's got a connection to these aliens, which has driven him mad and allows him to kind of communicate with the skull. And that's just so fucking stupid, I can hardly contain myself. Well, so the conceit was that he had gone mad and they were, but they, they, you know, they were taking him along on this journey because he's, even though he was crazy, he had written like hieroglyphics all over his cell wall where he was imprisoned and they thought he had this, so he helps find the thing. And then at the end, when they restore this skull to where it to its had, rightful place, all of a sudden, you know, he's good to go. And yeah, he's, uh, he's sane again. Yeah. And he had had like kind of crazy hair, but as soon as he restored that skull, he had like a Videl Sassoon thing yeah, happening. He, he looked a lot better. He definitely, he definitely yeah. looked better. And, and yeah. they, they just so there are to... mornings where I look at myself in the mirror and I go, Oh fuck, I've got to return that skull. Yeah. Well, you probably should. Those things are never good. Yeah. And, and by the way, uh, just a, a quick message out there to Nazis and Soviets alike. When you are trying to unearth an ancient artifact yeah. that might give you the power to rule the world, to use as some kind of ultimate weapon, yeah. you know, have a next step beyond picking it up. Because yeah. that, that seems to be the problem. I mean, yeah. they, they got the Ark of the Covenant in the first movie, and they were like, well, I guess now we should open it. Yeah, and that didn't uh, yeah, work out yeah, so no. well. A lot of face melting. Yeah, uh, in that Indian one. Jones is often involved in a situation where there's face melting. Yeah. And it's it's never his face. Uh, no. In fact, I gotta say, you know, he looked pretty good. I, I think. He looked a little melty. There were a lot of. And it, it's the been whole years. movie, I, I don't know if we're explaining it good. The whole I movie think I wrote is a very sort nice of. Synopsis. It's sort of a mix of Indiana Jones and Happy Days. Okay, so this was, now I, I can't believe we got this far into the review without da, mentioning da, 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 da. Sunday, Monday, happy days, yeah. da, 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 da. They, Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. They said it in the late fifties. Saturday, what a now, day! We, we get the theme song. With, yeah. da, 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 da. Indy, look out! <laughs> Sit on it. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, because there was a, there was an aspect to that because because it takes place in the late fifties and there's a, exactly every classic rock and roll tune that you'd expect to find in a movie. There's no surprises. Yeah, and Shia LaBeouf is a greaser. Yeah, uh, which I don't know. <laughs> you didn't you didn't you didn't find that believable? Not a, did you? Sh Shia LaBeouf played Ralph Mouth in this. He was no. Well, I think they wanted him to kind of be Fonzie, but that yeah. guy's no Fonzie. No, he was. Yeah, you know the the other thing is that he had these remarkable like as if this is like a genetic thing. He had these remarkable clever fighting skills. Yeah. Uh, that there was really yeah, he picked them up on the streets being a greaser. There was a really oh, you're doing a sweep the leg <laughs> kick. I'll take yeah, you yeah. out like that, hey. Yeah, there there was one scene where he's uh, straddling two jeeps, yeah, or two jeep-like vehicles going through the something like a rainforest. Yeah, it was a rainforest. It was the Amazon. Being, it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's not the one that we know now because there's less of it now yes. than uh, 2008. Um, uh, how many days till the Earth is done again? Oh, Tell we, me again. We, ha we have it down to uh, 11 years and uh, 19 weeks, I think. Ten, oh, ten years. Stretch maybe. out, kick back, relax. We're Don't fine. Worry. We're fine, everybody. Uh, Go watch a movie. Yeah. So he was. Uh, yeah. He was straddling he, two moving vehicles. You know what's interesting is I. You know, Adam and I talked um, about what movie we should watch to uh, let our listeners know if they should watch the Dora the Explorer movie. An or idea not. that I still call into question every time and we do I, this. I came up with several ideas. Uh, one was uh, Thelma and Louise 
because it was sort of a uh, Dora the Explorer being sort of a woman in a man's world. Uh, okay, um, that's an interesting idea. Another movie called The Proposal, which is also a, a terrible movie, but B, a woman in a man's world. Uh, uh-huh. um, I came up with uh, Mystic River because uh, it's because a why? because it's a movie set in Boston, and all the actors do these really bad Boston accents. And but you didn't know we were getting into a bad accent movie with Dora. No, Dora does not rhyme with Explorer. It only rhymes with Explorer if you have a Boston accent. Dora the Explorer. Exactly. Okay. You didn't so, communicate so that to me, but I, I still think I Mystic did. River would have okay. been a bad choice. So, all right. So, I, 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 there were several. Usually, I can't think of a lot of them, but this, there were several movies that I suggested. And what I find interesting is that Adam- This Im- is going to work its way around to a, to a canard no, of some Adam sort. No, Adam immediately said, let's watch the last- um, uh, uh, Indiana Jones Indiana movie. Jones movie um, and it happens that it is a Shia LaBeouf vehicle interestingly uh, earlier we had reviewed another movie that was a Shia LaBeouf uh, movie which Transformers. was Transformers yeah. and um, Adam has like a Shia LaBeouf thing that, that's because, just completely not true no it is absolutely it's, true I, I, I don't even find him that watchable to be he honest could with you. not take his eyes off Shia LaBeouf this last night are you lie. kidding me No, we watch these movies in like Adam's backyard. It's a very strange setup. He has a TV outside. It's a very strange setup. We're watching. Yes, that's that's just otherworldly. We're watching in Adam's (laughs) backyard, and and all sorts of stuff is going on. Like his daughter came out for a second. His wife came out for a second. There's cats in and out, and dogs and neighbors parading by. And Adam just his eyes are glued to Shia LaBeouf. Absolutely not true. It's just not even in the neighborhood. Of true. I said to him at one point, I go, gee, I haven't had anything to eat all day. Could I have some chips? And he said, uh, um, not right now. Is that what I said? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave that not where right it is. Now. I said, yes. Adam, yeah. Adam, Shia LaBeouf. Don't talk to me while daddy's watching the beef. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said, right? <laughs> Don't look at me either. <laughs> What I the? didn't know you called him the beef, but that's well, great. it is French for the beef. Oh, I didn't I realize. My little capsule. I feel like you might not have listened to my capsule description that I that I uh, wrote for us. Oh, I did. I was hanging on every word, except for the the beef. Apparently, no, no. Hold on, I have to open the soda. Okay. Hey, Paula. You know. Every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There. There's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds. Yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got the, oh. Um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger. Ooh. And, you know, I put them on when I came back from New York. I pulled them on and I, I swear to you, okay, this is not scientific because I was tired already. Right. But they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly, like right as I got them up to my waist, I I, I think my eyes closed. They're so, co- it's a softness. It's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that too. Like so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. 
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kind of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Quint sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. 
The spread of misinformation has fueled our cultural divide and increased our collective anxiety about the future. Tackling misinformation isn't a simple task, but it's important. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that's dismantling new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. On the show, a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic walk into a bar and the bartender says, no, 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 it's not that old joke. They dive deep into current events such as RFK Jr.'s involvement in mainstreaming dangerous anti-vax rhetoric. They crowdsource, research, analyze, and dream up answers to the problem with, get this, proven science as their ultimate guiding light. I highly recommend you check out Conspirituality's fascinating episodes on creating comedy in the MAGAverse with Jordan Klepper or RFK Jr. flirting with body fascism. And you've listened to a bunch of them at this point, Paul, I know, and you tell me you love it. I, I do. They're, they're fascinating. And my favorite part is they use, wait for it, proven Science, Science? And, and if, if there's any kids listening, that's a class we used to take. Proven yep. science as their ultimate guiding light. I love that. From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed about misinformation and help you resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we can go. we if, if, okay. to get back to the beef? Yeah, um, he's there to his his. I think his dramatic function is to show everybody that pops is still cool, right? Like, well, hey, even course- this greaser has, suddenly has to appreciate that the old man knows how to fight and he knows a lot of stuff. Yeah, they, although uh, he doesn't. Were- Shia LaBeouf doesn't sound like that because no, he, he chose not to sound like anything. Well, he sounded like something. He sounded like Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. But there were a couple points where they went into these sort of odd, uh, I don't know, uh, cave-ish kind of places like they go into in Indiana Jones movies. And in two different scenes, two different kind of cave-like environments, there were these short little hoppy native peoples hoppy not as in a tribe but in that they hopped a lot they hopped a lot and they were sort of hunched over they were nondescript you couldn't really tell like well who who are they why are they there and they were all sort of camouflaged within this cave they were hidden behind cloths in crevasses and stuff and and these are ancient places that nobody has discovered in centuries exactly nobody has been there for centuries and these guys it's like when you were a kid and you wanted to scare somebody and so you'd hide in the closet to jump out at them yeah and and they never came uh, right. because these guys. This must have gone on for generations. I mean, yeah. they must have been raising their kids to go like, just remember, if anybody ever discovers the kingdom of the crystal skull, <laughs> you have to jump out from this little partition <laughs> where you're going to be in a murderous rage and try to kill them. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's a lot of time yeah. devoted to that. And they didn't do a lot of training on the killing because they all got slaughtered every time. Right. Every, every well, they were time. out of practice after a few centuries of passing down knowledge, I would think. You know, it, it's it's borderline questionable the way that Spielberg kind of treats um, indigenous people in these movies, particularly in this one. Yeah. Because they were just murderous, hidden guys on shelves. Yeah, there was no you know, real... And, hide behind and, the bottles, and then when they come, and someday they will, murderous rage! And why, <laughs> why did they feel the need to protect... We this? must protect the crystals! But uh, yeah, they had no real relationship themselves with the aliens. Well, they didn't did really. They? Ha- well, uh, alleged, uh, assumedly, they are descended from the Mayan civilization or whatever it was that uh, was handed down this knowledge and wisdom from this space alien. And if this description, you guys, sounds chaotic, yeah, uh, it's another reason not to see Dora the Explorer. Now, why is because, that? Uh, because this movie was so chaotic. Yes. There's a lot of stuff where Indiana Jones will look at some sort of hieroglyph on the wall, and then he'll go, Mayan, translated from the, uh, you know, Serbian, uh, back to the Mayan. Oh, it, 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 Like, really? How'd yeah. you get that? Because, like, it was a lot of check-the-boxes stuff. Like, we have to do stuff that we do in, in Indiana Jones movies. So there was a lot yeah. of this sort of, like... Yeah. All uh, right, now he's going to be really smart for a minute. All oh, right, now he's got to get punched in the face. Yeah. And there was uh, there was the scene where he's shown with a huge shadow cast, uh, which is something that they've done, you know, when you first see him in yes. some of the movies. You see a shadow you first. Know, it's a hat. big, huge yeah. shadow. But what's funny is where the big shadow was, they, they clearly had just dropped uh, a curtain 
hanging from the ceiling so that he could have this shadow cast. Yeah. There was no real reason in real life why there would be this cloth randomly placed from the curtain so close like to that. a light exactly. source in between yeah. which he walked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a lot of times when you're, you know, if you go to like IKEA or maybe Target or something and you're, you know, you're decorating your home, you might say to yourself, I want to hang a curtain here in the middle of the room in case Indiana Jones comes. Right. <laughs> Because you know how he feels about his lighting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Da, 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 where's my light? Da, 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 da. Sunday, Monday, happy days. <laughs> da, 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 da. Grooving all week with you. Oh, I forgot it was grooving all week with you. Isn't it? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so, a- Adam. Here's some notes about the Dora movie, if anybody cares. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Do uh, I ever. Uh, uh, Ken Lezebic provided me with some notes about it. Okay. Boots is not wearing his signature red boots. Whoa! <laughs> I don't know how that's analogous well, to the Crystal say, Skull. I was going to say, don't go see it, but now that I hear that... Boots is just a name now, apparently. Um, Dora's singing map is missing, and her backpack doesn't talk. Oh, you know, I, I didn't even know she had a talking backpack. Well, it sounds like you've never seen Dora the Explorer. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Right. <laughs> But I saw the fourth Indiana Jones movie, and that's enough to tell me, don't go see Dora the Explorer. <laughs> well, I guess I guess we, we're, we're now at that place. So you, your recommendation based on don't Indiana Jones. And, the, and by the way, it's called The Lost City of Gold. Like, we can, you know what? They're not lost. At least five people have fucking found the cities of gold now. Yeah, and not to mention all the indigenous people who live there just waiting to fly out in a murderous rage. Yeah, they found them in National Treasure as well. Lost. Oh, they did, yeah, yeah National yeah. Treasure, which was... They're, they're not lost, they're there. Yeah, and if there's guards there, indigenous or whatever, yeah. that's also an indication of not being a lost city. All right, so you're saying no, don't see Dora. I say do not see Dora the Explorer. That's what I say, based on my review of... The fourth Indiana Jones. Well, I'm going to concur with you because seeing that fourth Indiana Jones movie made me hate all of them and kind of hate the whole action adventure genre. There's only one thing, one thing, Adam Felber, that could make you go to see Dora Don't the Explorer. Don't do this, Paula Poundstone. <laughs> And Don't is, do this. And that is a Don't you fucking do appearance this. by Shia LaBeouf. Oh, the beef. <laughs> I must pay my money to see the beef. I know you would love All that. All right. Don't see it, people. We'll yeah. be right back with Ken Lezebnik's America and much more after this. According to climate scientists, we have 10 years and 19 weeks until the Earth begins to become uninhabitable. Paula? Paula Poundstone? Is that you over there? <laughs> yeah. That's me, Adam Felber. Remember me? We host a podcast together. Yeah. Yeah. So- I'm sorry. I was distracted by the sloth. Um, yeah. You know what? It turns out you can hold it. Anthony, it's sitting in my lap. I think... Oh. Yeah, I think that is a dead sloth, Paula. <laughs> I think you're holding it. Does it feel cold to the touch? A little bit. Yeah, yeah, that, that sloth oh. died. Anthony, uh, you've, you've killed a sloth, man. You've killed a sloth. <laughs> it looks so peaceful, but then again, yeah. it I looked so it peaceful beforehand. I thought it was just comfortable no, with can, me. Do you want it? Are you going to keep it on your lap or are you going to get rid of it? Uh, I'm just going to put it uh, over here in my... Um, in, <laughs> in your my, dead sloth my, bag? Yeah, I carry a dead sloth bag. Uh, so, so I guess I, what I was asking you is, yeah. where are you going to be performing in the next few weeks? I'll be in Los Angeles September 28th at the theater at the Ace Hotel. That's my hometown. And before that, on September 7th, I'll be in Bar Harbor, Maine at the Criterion Theater. The Criterion? Yeah. In Bar Harbor. That's right. Wow. What can I say? That's precisely where the Wobegon family in Ken Lezebnik's America is traveling to in this week's episode. At this point, you would think that I would not be surprised, but I am a little surprised. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised, but I have to say I'm captivated by this story. I mean, if you're just tuning in, what had started as a bucolic, pleasant travelogue exploring the hidden places in America has become this horrifying vomit-laced story where this family has inadvertently killed a costume superhero at Hollywood and Highland and is now on the run across the country. This is something that could so easily happen. This is a cautionary tale. 
this is the this is the <laughs> this is the the travelogue version of your simple sample dialogue. Yeah, no, this is something. This is something that's uh, almost become epidemic in the United States of America. I guess. I guess so. All right. Well, then let's get back to that road trip we call. Ken Lezebnik's America. <laughs> well, Janice, I think we did the right thing. That fucking dog ran off in Brownville or Turdville or wherever that place was. He'll come back somehow. He drove me out of my fucking mind with his barking and, and the chewing and the whining, and it seems like he was always underfoot. You couldn't get rid of him. Fuck, I miss that damn dog. Well... Maybe we'll turn around when we hit the Atlantic Ocean. Maybe we'll see him trotting along the side of the interstate highway. Oh, sure. And we'll do a U-turn across the divider and get smashed by a big rig, and that'll be the end of all our troubles. We'll be dead. I'll get a dirt nap. Then I'll get some rest. Gee, Janice, do you ever wonder what the kids are thinking when they stare out the back window of our station wagon? You mean when they look like codfish with their glassy eyes and drool and all? Well... That's one way to put it. I, I was thinking of Timmy. He's so bright, so precocious. He stares out that back window for hours. He's probably thinking about some complicated economic policy issue. If I could only hear his thoughts. Timmy, the mighty orc king, scans the horizon as his war wagon rolls across the open plain. What's that on my left? A nomadic tribe of river trolls. I crank up my trusty flamethrower and whoosh! The mighty blast of fire rips through the air and incinerates my enemies. <laughs> but there's one enemy left. One enemy right inside the war wagon, right next to me. Her name is Nelly. And Nellie. Poor little Nellie. Always so damn nervous. She's probably worrying about something. I know. She's so sweet. I imagine she's picturing rainbows and unicorns. This car smells like shit. It's like the back of a Greyhound bus. I've never been on a Greyhound bus, but I can imagine the stench. The combination of human fecal matter and the sweat of 40 people in a bus jammed together for eight hours crossing the country... Timmy stinks like 80 people all by himself, especially his vomit. He's a puke machine, and nobody can find the off button. I want a pony. Is that too much to ask? How about a toy pony, a plush pony, a My Little Pony TV show to watch? We can't even watch TV anymore because we don't have a TV, because we don't have a home, because I don't even know why. I'm just an eight-year-old girl. What happened to my life? I want a lunchbox. I want lunch. I want, oh look, we're in Bar Harbor. It's so pretty. There's the ocean and Acadia National Park and a theater, the Criterion Theater. Paula Poundstone is gonna be there September 7th. Oh, please God, I hope Dad doesn't see that. He's obsessed with seeing American humorous Paula Poundstone. If he sees that, we'll never get home. I'll never get a pony. I'll never get a lunchbox. I'll never get lunch again. I'm only eight years old, and I'm confronting an existential nightmare. Hey, hey look, Janice, the Criterion Theater. Forget the theater. Your daughter is silently weeping in the back seat. But visionary comedian Paula Poundstone's coming here. September 7th. Bar Harbor, Maine. Are you blind? Your fucking daughter has tears the size of pebbles rolling down her cheek. Oh, Nellie. Got some allergies? Just allergic to my life. Honey, it's not that bad. We've been traveling America. We're all together. Yeah, pursued by the Justice League of costume characters, unable to stop and change clothes or shower or even get a decent night's sleep. But we're together. Oh, yes. The final piece of the nightmare. Sitting next to Nellie for 78 hours without stop. Nellie, baby, are you thinking about Spot? Oh, sure. I'm thinking about Spot. What else could make me sad? Nellie, he's a dog. Yes, he's just a dog. He's just the only friend I had. Okay, okay, we're going back. We're going to pass on the beauties of Bar Harbor and the chance to see iconic humorist Paula Poundstone at the Criterion Theater on September 7th. We're going to go back and find Spot. Really? Now we're going in circles? 
great! Just when I thought nothing could get worse! Kids, Janice, I'm doing the right thing. I'll find Spot. And if we make good time, we'll end up in Vacaville, California by September 21st. Just in time for Paula Poundstone's appearance at the Vacaville Performing Arts Theater. Tune in next week as the story continues on Ken Lezebnik's America, brought to you by Timmy's Flamethrowers. When you want a flamethrower with real reach, reach for Timmy's. On this day in unremarkable history, Meriwether Lewis said to William Clark, You know what I've been thinking for the last couple of miles? What if it was Cluis and Lark, you know? I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. And together, we host a podcast called Still Buffering, where we answer questions like, Why should I not fall asleep first at a slumber party? How do I be fleet? Is it okay to break up with someone using emojis? And sometimes we talk about bugs. No, we don't. Nope. <laughs> Find out the answers to these important questions and many more on Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am a teenager. And... and- I was two butts, 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 butts. Send a reading glasses because Bria and Mallory have great tips. You're a comics reader and you want to use a library connected app, you can try out Hoopla. I listen for the author interviews. I'm mad at myself that I waited as long as I did to start reading Joan Didion. They give me reading advice I didn't even know I needed. If you go in person to an event and go up to an author or a filmmaker or anybody and tell them what they you don't like about their work, you're a trash baby. I, look, I understand you didn't like Heroes Season 3. That's fine. I, like, <laughs> I don't actually need to know that information. I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara. We're Reading Glasses and we solve all your bookish problems every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Damn it, Bonnie, you're crinkling a water bottle. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? We were just coming in clean out of a nice music cue. And, 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 and uh, just, we have these Bonnie proof microphones, but I want the listeners out there to hear what I heard just as we came out of that. It sounded like this. Can you, hey, uh, Daniel, do you mind playing that, that entrance music again? <laughs> yeah, welcome to my world, everybody. <laughs> One thing they say about Captain Crinkle, she hydrates. Yes, she does. <laughs> but never from something like a canteen. No, she get her canteen. sure hydrates. <laughs> That's our show. Big thanks to our sponsor, Dashlane. Remember, go to www.dashlane.com slash Paula to start your free 30-day trial of Dashlane Premium. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam the Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull from the Stellar Adler Conservatory. Tony, <laughs> yeoman's work today. Technical direction by Ray Horseman and mixing by Anthony Alfaro. Our head of security is Ben the Animal Lezebnik. Transcription services for the show provided by Transcribe Me for your special Paula Poundstone discount. Use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? Dr. Jones, once again, we have beaten you to the place that you were going. Thanks for holding the door, Mitch. <laughs> Do yeah, we have a shovel? Do we have a shovel? We have a shovel somewhere. What do you need it for? Bury the sloth. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.